Well, Josh, uh, should I uh, do a drum roll or a, a gong? You know, uh, or? Some, something like this, I think, deserves at least something. So, yeah, we've got some big news. <laughs> All right, that'll work. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you out there are People are triggered. Too. They hear that. They go, oh! <laughs> yeah. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, hi-dee-ho, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. Now, I'm sorry, that's what I always say for the interviews. That's the, this, this is an interview. People are freaking out, go, what? The interview's at the right, front? Already. <laughs> so, Josh, let me ask you something. What yeah. if one day you went to try to listen to the Jeep Talk Show and there was nothing? Oh, it sounds like an average Tuesday. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that could happen. Oh, be, that could happen unless people. Yeah, well, that, that can happen if people don't help us promote the show. If you have gotten anything out of this show over the last 27 years, no, it's all close to that, 11 yeah. years, then close help enough. us promote the show. Uh, I, I I mean, a bunch of you have been doing this, I know, and I really appreciate it. Josh, not so much, but I really appreciate it, <laughs> and uh, just keep doing it. And, you know, it's really easy to do. You just pull up it on your phone, show them the show, press the play button, and make them listen to it. And I'm, I've made this comment before, the bathroom in the stalls is an excellent place. I was going to say, you know, doing this under the divider in the public restroom, probably not the best of choices. Oh, but, uh, but, get, but what a memory thing. It'll be a, a long time memory and story. And they might even get the name right. For the, and so this is like the pay it forward type thing. So, you know, you've had, you've had too many coffees. <laughs> You're walking into the grocery store and, okay, I got to make a pit stop before I grab a cart and into the bathroom you go. And here's this guy setting up tripods and lighting and stuff. And it's like, uh... What did I walk into? Oh, nothing. Just recording a promo for the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing a review. Okay. So, anyway, get out there and uh, make sure that the Jeep Talk Show continues on in the future and you don't wind up listening to silence. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or driven driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform, interform, and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. I was just thinking, we got two of those people aren't here. I'm lying to them right off the yeah. top of the, top not, of the show. Not this week, at least, yeah. <laughs> no, just the dynamic duo this week. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we're going to go from Aspen and the X Games to Detroit to a Jeep plant, and then over to the Windy City of Chicago, all for This Week in Jeep. And later, around the campfire, we're going to talk about rust and how to get rid of it. Wait a minute. Wendy has a city? I did not, no. had not, did Wendy, not know that. Wendy, not Wendy. Oh, okay. Whew. Man, I was going to ask her for a loan. Hey, I'm Tony, and tonight I'm going to talk about the first Jeep truck. Well, I, I guess not the J10 or the J20 or even the Comanche. Ah, oh, hell, it's it's not the first then. Uh, how about the one right before the 2020 Jeep Gladiator? You you know about the Gladiator, Josh, right? Yeah, I've driven one of those. <laughs> hey, it's Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode of Jeep Life, my top five what not to buy for your Jeep. I might be making some enemies here. 
I think this nah, is a pretty safe list. I think I think she'll, she'll be in good company here. Uh, I'm going to just throw this in here real quick. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the names in our Zoom room, and of course, if you guys don't know, you go over to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/contact, sign up for our newsletter, and you can uh, f- find out how to get in our Zoom room. Uh, I think pretty sure this is uh, John L. Uh, his name in the Zoom room is Bad Cigar, so he's not letting it saw go. Saw that last saw that last <laughs> oh, week. Too. Really? I was like, okay. <laughs> nice. Thanks, guys. That's for you, man. <laughs> That's I all. know. Never. That's all that for down. you. Never <laughs> let that down. Uh, well, I'm sorry. We can't let it go. Uh, I, you can't. It's, it's like people. What? What are you talking about? Bad cigar. Josh was given a cigar. Listen to the whole show. Yeah. People. You all to the, the past show. shows. Josh was given a cigar uh, on the, uh, the the Jeep Talk Show September outing. And Josh said on the show it was a bad cigar, and it it just hasn't gone away. Much like the smell of a bad cigar, it will not go away. Tasted just fine. No, it was good, but uh, no, it just wouldn't stay lit. And now I've got a mark against me that will forever be a brand on my personality. <laughs> uh, I'm loving it. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep, we asked the question, will Jeep make it to 20? And you're thinking, well, Jeep is a lot older than 20, right? Yes, and you're right. The 80-year-old brand of vehicles is not worried about a 20-year mark. That is unless it has to do with sponsorships. And for the 19th year, Jeep returned to Aspen's Buttermilk Mountain as the exclusive automotive sponsor of the world's premier winter action sports event, the X Games. Or as I like to put it, the place I could have been had my parents bought me that snowboard when I first asked for it. The partnership included an impacted buttload of multimedia goodies from broadcast, of course, to social media, digital, and even experiential extensions, and again featured the Jeep Presents X Games Aspen Best in Snow title. It was given to double gold medal winning New Zealander Kiwi Zoe sadowski Sinat. Boy, I hope I got that right. Jeep, of course, had vehicles uh, strewn across Buttermilk Mountain from the slope-style course to the award stage and main entrance. They were all over the place, really. Jeep brand Facebook and Instagram stories included coverage from the X Games, which ran from January 21st through the 23rd. Hope you got a chance to check it out. With a track record of 19 years, I think it's all but certain Jeep will be there for the next X Games, too. Oh, really cool. I don't think I've ever uh, caught the X Games. Is that something that you watch? Uh, well, I mean, it kind of near and dear to my heart. I am Generation X, you know, I am a Gen Xer, so they, they kind of, uh, you know, heck, I, I think I'm the reason why they created the X Games. No, I'm kidding. But I did used to do a lot of PMX and skateboarding and snowboarding and you know, all that kind of stuff, wakeboarding and beyond. I was a big extreme, export, ex- extreme sports enthusiast for most of my life. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you want to see the pinnacle of athleticism in those kinds of sports, uh, the X Games is definitely what you want to check out. It's definitely worth a watch. So I don't really keep up with the generation things. Your generation X, did you, were you aware? And you, I bet you are that Microsoft made a box for you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even owned a couple versions of it. <laughs> well, back in episode five sixteen, which aired back in the third week of September of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I know it's a while back. We shared a story about how the Mac assembly plant where the Grand Cherokee L is made, emitting some rather foul odors. Those odors odors weren't all, you know, like the ones coming from, say, Tony after a trip to the local <laughs> Guzzle Gulp and feed store for a pint of three-day-old lukewarm chili with extra onions. Mm. No, Siri Bab. Residents complained of paint fumes and other caustic chemical-like smells coming from this plant. Irritation to nasal passages, lungs, eyes, and even skin. It was 
A big enough deal that the feds even got involved and the plant engineers figured out what was wrong in short order. Well, that wasn't good enough for the nearby residents, however. They filed a class action lawsuit citing discrimination and violations of civil rights. I think the jury is still out on that one. In any event, air sampling done by state and federal regulators around the new Jeep plant in Detroit identified no immediate health concerns. So, I guess the crisis is over, right? So, as they used to say on the radio, keep that dial tuned right here to the Jeep Talk Show for updates to this and other stories. Oh, I like how you did that. It sounded like I was uh, back in time. Hey, you know, I probably, probably told you this story before. Uh, I was sitting in a, an open office one time, one of the jobs that I had, and uh, I had somebody a, microwaved salmon. I oh, had a particularly a bad <laughs> bout of methane poisoning, or, or rather, oh, yeah. rather, well, I was doing the methane happens poisoning. To the, happens to the best of us. And somebody was, somebody says, and this isn't people. This, I don't know how anybody gets up and goes to the bathroom to do these things because as soon as you start to stand, it's coming out, and it won't be silent. So there was a couple of people going, "What is that smell? Do we have a sewage leak in the?" the office and i was trying to sit there and not bust a gut which i guess technically i did technically i was gonna say (laughs) laughing because it was just i knew what they were talking about i couldn't believe that smell was coming from me but oh my god it was horrible i think it was my mom uh, my mom's my wife's homemade chili that uh did it because it was <laughs> call was, that a call that a fog bank, and, and as you <sighs> as you're you know walking to the bathroom or or, or running, you know uh, shuffling your feet and you know pinched cheeks and, and all of that, something that might squeak out as you pass, you know uh, uh, Tracy and bookkeeping is uh, we call that crop dusting. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't think about this. We've never had any really good voicemail calls about uh, really bad uh, gas in the office uh, situations. You guys should call in and let us know about your experiences. We love stories of all kinds. <laughs> No judgment. <laughs> Not at all. So imagine this. You're a struggling mom of two young girls, both preteen, 10 and 12 years old, and you've got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. So in addition to the normal 9 to 5 job, you're out delivering papers at the crack of dawn in frickin' Chicago in the winter. So, yeah, you've got a Jeep, but some of the customers require you to get out of the Jeep to deliver the paper and... Well, since you live in a seedy building in a crappy part of town, you take the girls with you and just drop them off at school when you're done. It all works out, right? That is until one morning when a black sedan pulls up behind you after you get out and somebody jumps into your Jeep with your girls inside and takes off. Now, obviously, you call the cops. They come, they find that the Jeep had been crashed just a mile and a half away from where it was stolen, and the thief had taken off immediately. The one thing that you're waiting for, however, is word of the two daughters and they were found nearby just fine. The police, however, have no leads and say that they are investigating, but we all know once the insurance company takes care of the damage, well, that will be the end of that. And the only thing left are the emotional scars and the stories around the campfire. You know, there was a similar story here in Houston uh, where uh, I think the the lady was at the gas station, and I, I don't remember if it was more than one child, but there was at least one uh, infant child, I think, in the rear seat of the vehicle. And uh, the guy jumped in the the driver's side, and the mom was close enough where she was able to jump into the passenger side and and pleaded with the would-be carjacker not to take her vehicle because uh, of her daughter that was in the back seat. And he basically, I guess, was telling her to get out. He refused. He didn't care that there was a child in the, the vehicle. So she reached into the glove compartment. 
pulled out a gun and shot him in the head, (laughs) which is the first thing she should have done instead of saying, kind sir, would you mind please exiting the vehicle? Uh, Give him the chance. At least give him the chance. Oh, God. But if he's got a gun, that chance faded away whenever you were asking him to do it. So, no, you don't You don't get in a vehicle. As soon as you find out that there's a kid in there, you need to exit the vehicle. I can't imagine anybody wanting to steal a vehicle bad enough to do it with kids in there. I mean, seriously. Probably, oh, probably didn't. You know, it's not like you're going to, you know, look in the back seat. Oh, is there a car seat back in this car that I'm about to steal? I don't care. It's a crime of opportunity. I guess so. Tragic, nonetheless, and uh, kind of kind of going off script here, Tony. Uh, speaking of uh, the Houston, Houston area, heard today that there was an active manhunt going on in Houston, an area just outside of where you where you live, uh, for a guy who had shot three cops. Oh wow! It's, Did not hear yeah. that. Yeah, so I did not hear the uh, the status of the cops, and uh, and I was uh, out of the radio from uh, shortly after when I heard that, so I haven't uh, had a chance to follow up on that yet. But uh, yeah, no crazy stuff going on lately, and. Boy, these three stories that uh, kind of proves it, help prove it too. It wasn't a a guy on a long uh, Grand Cherokee test drive, was it? No, <laughs> I need to check up on that one. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to uh, see how that guy's doing here next week. That's another one of the things that you guys need to be listening to all the episodes so you can keep up on. We're not going to go back and tell you about that one. <laughs> Until then, however, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, no, seriously, if you heard a a podcast recently from one of our, uh, our out of our archive and and you just want to comment on a story that we were talking about in there, it's all good. Call into the show, write us an email, let us know what you got to say. And you want to find out how to do that, well, you got to go to our website. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. See, that's where you're going to find out all the information on how to reach out to us and uh, uh, get all that info. And, well, we'll see you in just a little while. So that's really cool. It's the Jeep Talk Show. And there's a website called Jeep Talk Show with that .com at the end of it. That was, that was good thinking. You know, I'm just thinking that was good thinking. Almost like we know makes, what we're doing. Makes it easy. JeepTalkShow.com. It's that easy. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. That's right. And there's a ton of great off-road audio podcasts over there at the 4x4 Radio Network. Come check it out. It's all at 4x4RadioNetwork.com. The number four, letter X, the number four, RadioNetwork.com. Your one-stop shop for all your off-road podcasts. We'll see you there. Such good podcasts. It's so much fun. i got to get back to the uh, uh, Center Steer podcast. I always like uh, hearing John talk to his uh, his other co-hosts about, uh, uh, I mean, it's it's about a vehicle that I know nothing about other than listening to that show, and it's still a good show to me. It's very, very interesting. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Hey, do you ever watch uh, IT Crowd? Have you ever seen that series, that British series about uh, turning your computer off and back on again? Uh, that would be probably the tagline of that, that show. I've never seen. I have no idea. Oh where you're my about. god! It's on Netflix, uh, so you, you gotta you gotta check it out. Uh, the the I think they had five seasons. Technically, really, it just had four. And I think I've watched it three or four times through the entire series. It's just so funny. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, in there they had said something, and I think I'm getting this wrong. Uh, it's a British saying, I believe, and it says. Uh, everyone has a blind spot. It seems like there was some quirky thing there that wasn't blind. So maybe I'll get a correction from somebody. 
But this is kind of my blind spot when it comes to the AEV conversions brute. Uh, I recently interviewed Matt at AEV Conversions, which that's going to be coming up on a, uh, an upcoming episode. Uh, in, I believe it's going to be March, so you know, mark your calendars. Anyway, I, uh, I I started with you know, hey, I know I knew of AE Conversions from the Brute because the Brute was so cool. It was a truck. It was a, a a Jeep that was a truck. It had a bed, and it was really little because you know the Jeep Wranglers are little, and they made it. I mean, they sold this kit. I think it was around thirty thousand uh, dollars for the the Jeep Wrangler TJ. So if it was a ninety seven through two thousand six uh, TJ. You could put this brute conversion kit and 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 make your Wrangler into a little bitty pickup. And Josh, you know you remember about the the, the brutes, the TJ conversions, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd seen a few of them out here in the Pacific Northwest, and and when you so see cool. one, it's it's like, what is that? It looks factory. You know, it's oh yeah, it does completely look factory, and you're like, that's the Jeep they never built. That's that's the one, yep. and that and, and it makes your Jeep look like the one that everybody wants. Oh yeah, it just really makes it stand out. Of course, that's what we while we modify our Jeeps. A lot of us modify the Jeeps, and even the ones that are modifying it for performance, they still like it looking uh, different than everybody else's. That sure. you're making it special, you're making it your own, and this really did, especially for thirty thousand uh, dollars. But uh, I, and I started talking to him about it. I said, "How, how long has it been?" Well, I'm sure you guys aren't making the brutes any longer. But how long? How long ago? I mean, God, what was that like? Two thousand six. He goes, "No." 2018 and i'm like what uh-huh. he goes yeah, yeah. I I like 20 years ago they stopped making yeah and, I was, and it was like well you know whenever the 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 jk line uh, ended and i went jk brute he goes he started laughing at me he says you don't know about the the jku the four-door uh, uh brute that was based on the you know the jku and i said no <laughs> i'm i'm talking to him in the interview and i'm looking this stuff up on, on the google <laughs> Man, there it is. And I'm going, that's a freaking gladiator. It looks just like a gladiator with some small differences, mainly in the sure. bed, I believe. Yeah. And and I would John, did you know about the 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 JKU, the four door brute? I did not know about the four door kit. I knew about the two door kit, but I did not know about the four door kit. Right, well, so so I'm that, not that the only one. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I've included the, this in the uh, the host show notes, and of course, we'll have it in the the show notes that you can look at at jeeptalkshow.com for this episode. But my God, that is just—I mean, the you can tell the fenders are different, the lights are, are different on it because it's a JKU, but the doors look very much reminiscent of the Gladiator, and uh, the bed looks a little different. And of course, I don't—I don't think I have a picture on here of the, the the tailgate on the bed, but the tailgate looks very different the, yeah, the, than what's on the Gladiator. Completely. Yeah, completely but it, different. But it well, looks factory. It, it looks. Yeah, it doesn't have that big ass hanging out over the rear tire that Gladiator has. It's, I don't know. It's a little more proportional to me. It it seems like that's that's the way that it should have been designed. Although it wasn't, they they made it different and or whatever. So, this is whatever. this was surprising. And Matt mentioned this, and I looked it up for tonight's uh, show. Um, the the JKU, the brute conversion for the JKU wheelbase is a hundred and thirty nine inches. So, what do you think, Josh? The Gladiator longer or shorter? I think that you would think. I think it's the Gladiator's longer. longer. You would be incorrect, sir. The wheelbase Dang. is one hundred and thirty-seven point three inches on the Gladiator. 
Wow. Well, I guess I suppose that explains uh, all that butt hanging over the uh, the rear axle then. So. <laughs> yes, it very much could uh, could explain that. So, I mean, I I don't think I'm telling anybody anything new to anybody that's been around Jeeps for very long or been interested in Jeeps for very long. But the the AEV conversions uh, are just so gorgeous. And they really. Are. You want to talk about a company who really does aesthetics better than anybody else? Yeah, American Expedition Vehicles, AEV, check them out. Well, and Matt actually said, you know, we make it look like it's factory. That's their goal. They want to make sure that this isn't some sort of wild animal flopping around in the mud pits in in Georgia, that this is something you could drive around and people do a a double take because it's like, what the, that's a Jeep, but what the hell is that? They don't make those Jeeps. No. But, but but they do because i can see <laughs> it in front of me kind of yeah so that's kind of the fun got thing got the money yeah yeah that's kind of the fun thing and uh well i kind of i guess i kind of had that happen to me when i was at the uh, offroading 101.com class uh the, I, I rolled up on a uh, uh an obstacle and the uh, the teacher the instructor out there he kind of did a double take at the snorkel because i've got the base of the snorkel oh, painted yeah. you know the factory red of the gladiator and he was he looked at it twice and he goes is that a, a rug ridge snorkel I said yeah he goes oh you painted the bottom here and i said yes <laughs> oh <laughs> it was like it was sprouting out of like a mushroom like how the hell did this snorkel get on here it's just you know so i really like that i love it when people it just confuses people and it looks factory so uh aev conversions check them out and then uh, of course listen to the uh, the interview that we'll do in uh, in march or or use in march Keep your junk in the trunk, easy trunk, the phrase that pays. I appreciate all the content you guys put out. Thank you very much. This is the, the first occurrence of a time-traveling voicemail uh, I was that I say, think that we've had. was the phrase that pays, <laughs> I think, back in October, but uh, what did, last year. What did I tell you? This is like from three galaxies over and through three. <laughs> six wormholes we received this voicemail within the last week <laughs> for episode 460 when we interviewed uh was it 460 or 4, 406 uh, I, I would have to I, my memory is not uh uh yeah i can't remember exactly <laughs> anyway it was a while ago <laughs> it was a while back nonetheless yeah 100 episodes or so. oh man I've, I've cleared the page anyway listen to both of them listen to 406 and 460 and uh, figure it out and get back to us but uh anyway that was way way back and uh, you know people were listening to the past episodes all the time and obviously this gentleman did unfortunately i gotta tell you that that uh that uh giveaway has come to an end some some time ago 2020 huh. i think oh well why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for how many years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? You should Off indeed. By one. <laughs> Off by one. Off by one, Oh, okay. Off by, so episode 459 ah. is, uh, was, was for Easy Trunks. So. I knew there was a six in there somewhere. See, now we need your paid subscriptions to avoid these kinds of mistakes <laughs> in the future. <laughs> we need to hire some professionals to do the show. <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, what a different show! Could you imagine? I, I would hire everybody with a British accent. I mean, they didn't wouldn't have to be uh, know it na- natively as long as they could just make it sound convincing. <laughs> we called it the Doctor Who podcast, but it would be about jeeps. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Oh, let's see. All right. Well, uh, there must be an empty power tank here or a power tank emptying with uh, nitrous in it or something because I'm getting the giggles. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Wendy, last week you talked about Wendy's not when you're here. out wheeling <laughs> and you come across uh, other wheelers coming the opposite direction, you hold up a finger to signify... <laughs> Oh, How boy. many people are behind you? <laughs> well, I, I come across a lot of people wheeling alone. <laughs> Only one dollar. <laughs> whenever I come across somebody, they always seem to be holding up uh, one finger. <laughs> you kind of got to think on that one a little bit. Or no. maybe you don't. Who knows? No, didn't. <laughs> and last week, Josh, you talked about some a-hole that uh, took a saw and chopped up a uh, Jeep Wrangler. Uh, come on, give them a break. Us XJ owners have been uh, cutting up XJs for years now. But that's not why I'm calling. We're calling to tell you I just got kicked out of a secret cooking society. Yeah, apparently I spilt the beans. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Josh, I want to point something out here that I had not noticed prior to tonight. Now, uh, we Nikki, get these is it accurate in the way he listens to the show. <laughs> we, no, <I'm> <laughs> we we get these we get these uh, sent to us uh, from Nikki G every week, uh, like clockwork, For like ten years. Oh we yeah, got. yeah. And it was really confusing before we started doing the podcast. I didn't know why, who this person was or why he was sending me bad jokes. Uh, but anyway, he he is he names the segments JTS. This one's called JTS. Uh, hyphen beans which you know obviously makes because there was a bean reference in it but it's sure. he starts off with jts and you know do you know why it has jts in the front of the the, the recording the name there it's, it's for the jeep talk show not the 10 minute dime got attention span disorder podcast about off-road that he does i can't remember the name of that nikki yeah 10 minute podcast uh so he does multiple podcasts. He, he sends in this from multiple podcasts. Not only is he doing two a week for us, he's also doing these for other people. And I think they're different. I don't think he's he, a man in demand. I don't think he just changes the name from JTS to whatever the abbreviation is for the other podcasts. But I know there's at least one other one, and he, and he probably does, uh, he probably does a 10-minute riff of bad jokes on the, the, the 10-minute podcast. No, he doesn't. He talks about Jeeps. Uh, and you guys should check that out. What is it? The, the 10 minute podcast, the podcast for people with short t- attention span. I think that's, that's the, what, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. And, and I told him, I said, when he's doing these things, he should make references to his, uh, his podcast. And, uh, you know, he's doing this stuff for us. We can do a little something for him. Ah, uh, we can throw in a shameless plug every so often. Oh, there's no shame. Not what for not for Nikki right. G. <laughs> There's no shame. I just thought about that. There is no shame for Nikki G. We need to get him out on the uh, man on the street again. <laughs> oh, this summer, I think it's on. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, I think he's actually developed immunity to the uh, bear spray, so it probably would work out a lot better now. Like Frank's red hot to him. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Well, Josh, uh, should I uh, do a drum roll or a, a gong? You know, uh, some, something like this, I think, deserves at least something. So, yeah, we've got some big news. All right, that'll work. 
<laughs> I'm sure a lot of you out there are People are triggered. With, they hear that. They go, oh! <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of you out there are familiar with uh, one of your best compressed air solutions out on the market, Power Tank. And in episode 551, we interviewed Power Tank, and they agreed to actually hook us up to hook you up. And, uh, and well, we've, we've, got, uh, we've got winners of our Power Tank giveaway. And we need to call ours 2, 4, and 8, Tony. Uh, what was the phrase that pays that they needed to, uh, to call in with? Oh, I have no idea. I was just listening to it when I was uh, uh, pulling these things up. Oh, uh, so there's room for disqualification here. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make an executive decision here. And uh, none of you got the phrase that pays correctly. I'm going to be taking possession of all of this stuff and uh, I, doing what I please Josh, this does then. I found it. <laughs> it's, the phrase was, nothing beats a power tank. <laughs> and these three individuals, as well as the other ones that uh, called in uh, during and before these guys, all said it correctly. Oh, very good. All right. Well, we got people who pay attention. Can't ask for much more. <laughs> well, we could hope. So uh, our, our first winner, caller number two, because it was two, four, and eight, uh, was Larry Jeep and Moe. You know hey, him? congratulations, Larry. And uh, I would just say that uh, uh, John Lee, which was very excited about winning, didn't win. So, oh, now Larry's got something to hold over his yes. head. Well, yes, help. although it might might want to be careful. Who was caller number four, Josh? Caller number four was Matt B. Matt with the uh, from the six one zero area code. Yep, yep. And uh, I'll be contacting you guys via text message here very very soon. And we're going to round out the winner list with Andrew P. from West Texas. He's got the same area code of uh, all the people here. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of people here in the Houston area. So he's oh. uh, a 281 area code. And, of course, the, the, the winner, because I know this is just something you guys listened to the other day. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> the power tank feature uh, items that, we're, uh, gonna be, uh, that they're going to be providing to you is the TIG 9500 Ventroso tire inflator there's no r in that josh ventoso 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 and the master blaster blowgun kit i love blowguns ever since i watched the first tarzan movies i just i've always wanted to have one and apparently now you can run a blowgun from a uh, a power tank i bet you get extra range with that and of you know, course, one thing I, I like about the, that tire inflator thing, though, uh, the gauge on it, the handle, it's got yep. the, the right, the little right angle valve, uh, you know, thing on it to where you can get onto the valve stem really easy. No, and I mean, it clamps. it's, you don't have to all, yeah, hold it on. No, it's, it's like, it's one of the best tools you're going to add to your, oh, your God, kit. It's yes. going to be great. Yeah. It's going to make uh, going off road a lot more fun. And of course, if you got the power tank and of course, they uh, get around out these, uh, the, everybody here, uh, everybody, all these, uh, t- winners, two, four and eight are going to get uh, the uh, PT hat. So I'm thinking this is like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. You know, I think it was a PT cruiser. I was, well, I was actually thinking about McHale's Navy, you know, timely reference, you know, the the PT-76 or whatever it was. Oh, God. Tim Conway. (laughs) We have a modern Navy now. I don't know if you know this, but... We've come a long way. Since there the, are uh, people out there going, I remember Milk Hills Navy. That was a good show. You know, Lead Bottom, Bottom, and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> good, times. good times. Well, congratulations once again to Larry, Matt, and Andrew, who all won the Power Tank gift pack uh, with the uh, the tire inflator, the blow gun, as well as the hats, uh, all that. Uh, congrats to all you guys, and thanks for calling in and participating. And thanks, big thanks, especially out to Power Tank. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Very, very happy to have Steve on and uh, learn all that great stuff. And you can go back and listen. What was it? 459, did you say? The 551. <laughs> I'm glad our uh, listeners are paying attention. I, I knew there was a six in there somewhere. All right. So <laughs> it was a great like interview. Like million with a B, Tony. <laughs> yes, I hate that. God, I hate Everybody's that. Everybody's confused left, right, and sideways. <laughs> We're doing our job. Hey, it's Jeremy out in California. I'm starting in 03 Grand Cherokee. Yeah, last year the Solid Axle WJs. It's got the same buttons on the back, man. Little behind the times there. <laughs> Bye. He's referring to me talking about the, the radio, the entertainment controls on the back of the steering wheel in the Gladiator. So that's the reason why he says I'm a little behind the times. Well, yeah, because my last, uh, my last Jeep was a 98 Cherokee. Josh has froze on me. There he's now he's moving. He's got a look on him just like he's been through a time vortex. <laughs> Damn near. Can you hear me now? Yeah. That All was, right. That was the longest uh, pulling up of the pants I have ever seen in my life. It was a good <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> immediately seconds. dropped trowel. I heard a voicemail and I was like, Oh, pants are off. <laughs> <laughs> the show's over. Not not how it works. Can you can <laughs> no. you do like a woman does that when she takes your uh, her bra off without taking her shirt off? Can you take your underwear off without taking your pants off? <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have this kind of time on the podcast. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about after the show. <laughs> In episode four forty two, we spoke with Sean P. Holman of Motor Tramp. I've raced the Baja one thousand. I've been all over the world testing everything from you know Range Rovers to uh, to Ford trucks, everything in between. Just it's it's been an amazing journey. John just bought a new JL, but was it the right color? In gray, it, red was in the running. I just, and I told this to Mark Allen. I said, bring back flame red. Yes, the firecracker is just a little too orangey for me. It, your, your argument is it wasn't red enough. hundred percent support that. <laughs> the Jeep Talk Show has well over four hundred past episodes for your entertainment. You know, I was not going to get a red Gladiator because of that interview, and and I, I, I discussed it with my wife, and when I say disgusted, she says, we're getting red, so we got, yeah. we got the yeah. red one. Oh, and I was going to get tan interior, you know, because down south, it gets hot, and you can well imagine that your interior would get very hot, and my wife says, no, you remember how dirty you got the inside of the, the Cherokee? You're getting black. <laughs> so uh-huh. so I, I picked the color myself, though. Sure. <laughs> well, Josh, good news. Uh, you have exactly an hour and a half left in the show to have a, a good campfire side chat segment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to rush tonight. Then. <laughs> no, there's no reason to rush. My interior could have been tan if I was a man. Now it's uh, that. That's a kind of I don't know. I'm kind of uh, on the fence about light colored interiors. We yeah, supposed yeah, to- I can see that. I mean, if it was leather, that would be something else. But I don't. I don't want leather inside of a Jeep. Yeah, I don't know. I could go either way. Not unless it's a, a captured cow that I stole off a ranch and I'm taking home to butcher. Then that might be <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> a video we must see. Why do leather t- smells so good and, 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 and cows smell so bad and taste so good? So I, hmm. it's yeah, confusing. Good well, something that uh, that you definitely don't want uh, in your Jeep is is rust, or at least on your Jeep. I probably don't want a cow on your Jeep either, uh, for that matter. But, uh, but no, we're going to talk about rust around the campfire. And if you're new to the show, this is the part of the show where we go ahead and pull up around the campfire, uh, grab a chair, crack a beverage. And we just talk about one particular topic or another. Sometimes it's more of a debate. Sometimes it's an open discussion. Uh, but we invite you, the listener, 
to join us around the campfire and talk about whatever the week's topic is. And if you want to do that and, and you're fresh to the show, well, we're going to let you know how you can join in on the very next campfire side chat here in just a little bit. Uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead and talk about Rust. Yeah, I know. It's not anything that any of us really like to talk about or like to deal with, especially. But that's why we're talking about it, is how to deal with it. Now, we're from all over the nation. I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest. Tony is down in Texas. Uh, we got Wendy down in California. Tammy is, well, somewhere around the nation. Uh, Colorado. Michigan, I think, I think oh, Michigan. Michigan now. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. Anyways, uh, and you guys, the listeners, well, around the campfire tonight, well, you guys are all over the place as well. So we want to find out uh, from you uh, what you do about rust from wherever you are in the nation. Uh, and so everybody's going to have a different solution and different kind of rust and, and more amounts of it and stuff like that. So let's figure out what people do and, and, uh, and how they do it and all that sort of stuff. Right off the top of the list, let's go to one of our winners from uh, from earlier, Larry, Jeep and Mo. Larry, you're into uh, metals and stuff like that. I'm sure rust is something that you have to come across on a uh, on a fairly regular basis. Larry, how do you deal with rust? You got a go-to product or a trick you can share with us? No, for the for our Jeep, I'm in the Midwest, you know, St. Louis area, so you got to get everything a nice, good coating of salt in the wintertime at all, at all times. So I... During the winter times, I, I put the car the I put the Jeep on the uh, all you can eat car wash, and I go through it about every other day <laughs> just to keep the bottom carriage sprayed off. Other than that, you that's know, about it. You know, I've got I've got a JL, so I've got the bubble and paint on the doors, but that's not necessarily rust. True, true. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder. I drive by those signs that say "unlimited car wash," you know, monthly pass, and you know things like that. Yes. I'm like. Who spends money on this kind of stuff? You just shined a light on this. You know why? Why people would do that? Now, oh, yeah. out here in in Oregon, we don't we don't salt the roads. They just started, I think, last year or the year before, using salt on very specific, you know, worst case areas uh, for the first time in the in the state's history. So, uh, yeah, you know, we don't have months. to deal with that too much. But uh, but now it's another story. All right, moving on to uh, Isaac ninety five YJ. Isaac, uh, tell us how you deal with rust. Uh, All right, we missed I Isaac. Had a, I had to unmute there. my phone. <laughs> um, I have tried the Par Fifteen. Um, yeah, good. It it worked, except that I didn't do as good a job on the prep as I should have. Uh, oh, ninety-nine. So I now prep. have rust behind it. Oh, that sucks. Oh, wow. So that means you're gonna have to grind through, sand down all of that, get down to the metal beneath the rust. Yep. Start all over, essentially. No, the Port 15 is, that is my stuff. job for this summer. Yeah, no, the, the, it's a great product, uh, but like with any kind of a painted product, any kind, any kind of you know painting of anything, and, and Port 15 is a a liquid that you paint on more on onto the metal more or less, uh, and it's it's all about prep. It's 100% prep, 99% prep, and uh, and only one percent actually uh, application. That, uh, is, you don't, that is a rust converter, though, right? It's just to convert the rust. I guess it just you just if you can't get it down to the bottom of the rust, it causes a problem. Is that? They, I think they got a couple few different products, but I think that's one of them where yeah, it will actually convert the rust over to an epoxy type of primer, like something that can actually take paint and and it stops the rust, so it stop, stops the iron oxide mm -hmm. uh, from from continuing to eat the metal and 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 oxidize the the rest of the iron in the steel. Uh, and converting it into 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 rust, uh, and I it believe, stops that process dead in its tracks. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to react 
in some form with water when it's actually doing the curing process oh. to basically convert the water that's trapped against the metal. So if your surface isn't perfectly dry, you know, just whatever residual moisture is on there, it's supposed to do something to get rid of that moisture once you're applying the pour 15 to your metal. That makes sense. Interesting. Now, I've seen other uh, products out there certainly don't have the reputation or the strength that Pour 15 does. That's P-O-R-1-5 uh, to, to, uh, th that converts rust into, uh, into you know, some kind of a paintable surface to where it actually stops that process. There's aerosol cans of stuff like that. I think Rust Stop is one of them or, or something. I think Rust-Oleum has a product called Rust Stop or something. I can't remember exactly. It's supposed to do the same thing, but, but it really doesn't. Uh, let's, uh, let's move over to, uh, Mike Zen. Mike, what do you do for, uh, for, for rust in your area? Well, I live in California, so I don't think we have that much problems with rust. Um, no, you don't, they, do you? You lucky bastard. They taxed it away <laughs> is how they, how they, yeah. well, no, it's, uh, I think rust in the state of California is known to cause cancer. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like if I, if I do go up in the, in the mountains where, you know, when it snows there, I know that they put something on, on the, uh, pavement. So if I if I go through areas like that, then I'll just try to make sure I, I wash the undercarriage and make sure that uh, I not try to knock off all that uh, salt if it's any whatever it is. I don't know what, exactly what they're using. No, you're right, Mike. It, it's uh that that that's you know really good preventative maintenance, if you will. Uh, you know, kind of kind of like uh uh you know uh Bob there, you know, just kind of going on, or I'm sorry, uh, Larry, kind of going on the uh, the uh, all. Uh, you know, car wash diet. You know, just as much car washing as you can to just keep that keep that saline from building up on the on the Jeep. All right, how about uh, bad cigar? We all know who this is. On <laughs> 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 I, uh, you know, I'm in Texas. We don't really have a rust major issue or whatever. So I just try to keep it clean, even underneath. Right, just trying to make sure there's no like mud stuck underneath yeah. there or anything like that. And then um, I, I do try to use a. Uh, PB blaster, just give it a good little some key areas. PB blaster, just give Heck it a good yeah. little soaking. Basically, when I get back from like uh, a wheeling trip or whatever, I get it really good and clean. Is is really how I do it. I don't I don't do anything like special coatings or anything like that. Health warning: the PB is not peanut butter. <laughs> no. I just want you to know. No. I uh, I heard from somebody that says that you can make your own PB blaster using burnt transmission fluid and kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, no, it's lit on I fire. Don't think so. I don't, maybe not. I don't. I mean, maybe I have to try that. All right, Chris, sevenslats.com, and be sure to go check out sevenslats.com. All Jeeps have seven slats, and uh, sevenslats.com is a great little blog and nice bunch of pictures on there. Chris, what do you do for rust over there in Michigan? I'm with Larry being in the Midwest. Uh, we use a lot of salt. I, there's uh, good salt deposits here, so we have uh, uh, copious amounts of it to put on the roads. Just have to hit the car wash. And uh, occasionally we'll just go to the quarter wash uh, with the with the power wand and just spray underneath it just, just to knock it off and even get it off there for a day or two before it just comes right back. You know, that's the only car wash that my Jeep will go through anymore. They, they, the, between the roof rack and the antennas and the tires yeah. and everything, they're like, no, 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 buddy. No, turn that thing right around. You ain't fitting oh, yeah. in through here. <laughs> or, or worse, they just, you know, wave you in. Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's see how much we can rip off of this Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> well, or get ripped off. That, that's what the thing yeah. they don't understand about Jeeps. All right, Dustin. Dustin G here. What do you, where are you from, Dustin, and uh, what do you do for Rust? Um, Alberta, Canada here. Oh, there's no and, rust uh, in Canada. Yeah, 
Yeah, we got lots of snow, but we're lucky <laughs> we don't have much uh, salt here. We don't salt our roads very much, but I just keep mine clean, like uh, everyone else was mentioning here. I wash it really well, and I hit it with the good old Rust-Oleum. I spray it religiously whenever I find any rust spots. So that's what um, – I don't use any of the fluid film or nothing like that, but just keep her clean. Wait, that's, what, I, that's what I, I trust. How long have you had the, uh, had the Jeep, Dustin? I bought that Jeep in 2000, so I've had oh, it for okay. 22 years. Nice. So your, your preventative maintenance, how's it, how's it holding up for you? Is washing it and, and squirting it with stuff, is that working out for you okay? Fantastic, yeah. It's oh, actually very little rust on it. Well, it also helps, uh, you know, not having the salt on the roads, but, you know, water and metal and any kind of trapped dirt or mud against said metal, uh, that's just a recipe for rust. So uh, I think the general consensus here is, yeah, keeping it clean. Uh, moving over to Steve-O. Steve-O, what do you think about this topic? Rust, how do you deal with it? And where are you from, by the way? Well, I'm just west of Chicago, so there's we use more salt on the roads than there are crooked politicians, which is a lot for Illinois. Oh, yes. oh, man. That's that's saying something there. Whiskey so, steel. I'll be like Larry. I've got the uh, car wash plan. I use it during the wintertime. I'll suspend it in the summer when I do my own wash. But fortunately, right now, it's not really a daily driver because my son doesn't drive to school right now. So I've got a beater, well, it's 2011 Ford Fusion. That's my main driver right now. So anytime that salt hits the road, the Jeep stays in the garage. Nice, man. Nice. Keep it keep it safe and out of, out of harm's way, I suppose, as it goes. Right. So very good. And at least it fits in the garage, even better. <laughs> Barely, but yeah. All right, Garrett, uh, what do you say about rust? Where are you from, Garrett, and how do you deal with the iron oxide? Um, I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Um they salt the roads here. Um, it gets, they usually wait until it actually freezes. Like this year, we didn't actually get any salt on the roads until a little bit later than normal. But yeah, I like to keep it clean, um, wash it. If I see any salt on it or anything, um, sand it down and paint it. Or we use, um, me and my dad have had good luck with uh, chassis saver. And uh, we just, you can use it as, it's basically kind of like a, like a, what is it called? It's not a bed liner. It's not like um, texturized like the bed liner, but um, you can roll it on. You can spray it on, whatever. Um, it's pretty strong. Uh, you can hit it with a hammer and it doesn't crack or anything. Um, I, we've used it. I took the bed off the frame of my Comanche that I had before and did the entire frame in the back. And it oh, works wow. pretty well. Heck yeah. No chassis saver. I, I I haven't used the product myself. Uh, from what I what, from what I've seen though, it, it's almost pretty much like uh like what you would paint a tractor with. It's like this super hard uh, curing enamel epoxy type of paint. Uh, that yeah, you can hit it with a hammer and it won't chip. I mean, it is incredible stuff. And uh, you see a lot of guys doing like frame off restorations and stuff. You see those beautiful black frames before everything gets put back together. That's the stuff they they're that they're putting on them. Good tip, yeah, man. Good tip. It's, it's, it shines pretty well. Um, so if you want, if you're going for like a shiny look, it'll stay shiny for a while. But I think after a while, it'll kind of fade the shine a little bit. But it'll it stays there. Awesome, awesome, good stuff. Yeah, I mean a little bit of UV fade. Uh, man, you know, so what? Uh, it, 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 it ain't a show car, so you know who cares. All right, uh, WJ Christopher. Uh, where, where are you from, WJ Christopher, and uh, and what do you do about rust in your neck of the woods? Uh, <clears throat> I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we surprisingly don't use salt. We use sand. Hmm. 
Hmm. And it's just, that's the way it is here. Uh, I haven't seen them use salt. It's usually uh, just a bunch of sand trucks. And uh, usually we don't get a lot of snow anyway, except for the past couple of years. It's been kind of thick, but usually it's oh, like two, three inches and it goes away. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we got we do the same thing out here. We call them gravel trucks uh, or, or sand trucks, but it, it's more like gravel. It's almost like pea gravel, uh, kind of yeah. maybe even a little smaller. And it really sucks because around February, when uh, when everything's done uh, with the the snowing and the freezing and everything like that, um, it's great because that's when all the windshields get cracked. <laughs> yeah, pea, pea gravel. You got to change your diet, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing stones the size of blueberries. <laughs> Good God. Sweet or sour? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. One, uh, one last one here to round out our list around the campfire. Uh, how about Greg? Greg, did I call on you yet? Greg, where are you from, and uh, what do you do about rust? I live in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we get a whole bunch of snow, and they salt every day. Oh, jeez. Trying to be funny because uh, Christopher said they don't get salt at all. Actually, we don't get any salt. So uh, my attempt at humor failed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> uh, no, but we don't get any. I am from uh, I am from uh, Indiana, and so I grew up uh, with salt all over the roads there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like Christopher and uh, uh, or excuse me, like Larry and Chris. I too had a, a subscription or uh, a uh, membership to a local mm-hmm. car wash. I had to wash it, uh, get the underbody wash is what we uh, tried to make sure you, you took care of because that way the rust wouldn't come in uh, from the bottom out. Uh, but other than that, uh, there's really not much you can do when you get salt on the, on the roads and you got to drive to work. You just got to try to keep it as clean as you can or else uh, you're buying a new vehicle every five years. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And that's about all you get out of it, too, is five years, and uh, you start seeing that cancer start showing up, and uh, holes start showing up, and the metal get a little flimsy, and, oh, time to sell the rig. Somebody else deal with it. Uh, Tony, I know you're uh, you're from Texas and don't see a whole lot of uh, snow, let alone uh, ice or any kind of uh, salty roads, uh, but you've had an issue with uh, with paint not sticking and some, some rust, anyways, a little bit on your... Uh, uh, on your bumper recently, have you addressed that yet? You got, you got a plan of action to deal with that? I have addressed it. Uh, I've decided not to do anything about it yet. <laughs> uh, that's that's a pretty thick metal. I'm not really overly concerned about it. It's just a, a look thing for right now. And uh, I just hadn't. Uh, this is this is why you guys need to be buying Jeep parts more regularly because I hadn't installed a uh, a, a freshly painted a, a bumper or sliders or anything in so long that I forgot I had to sand the damn thing before I put paint on it. I mean, I, I, and it would have been easier because I went to the whole trouble of putting the self etching primer on it and then painting it and making sure there was no runs and putting several coats on there all to have it flake off. <laughs> because the metal said no. I mean, I, I I put some brake cleaner on the thing to try to get the oil off of the metal and went over it really well with that. But uh, all I had to do is just do a little sanding. So yeah, it's it's like I said, it's that motorbuilt bumper is is very thick uh, metal. I'm not worried about any pitting or anything going to occur. And if it does, it'll be fine anyway. 
Hey, did yeah. we did we talk to the Bob two cheap Jeep guys? Yeah, yeah. I think he was uh, one of the first guys I called on. Uh, there was uh, Larry, and uh, I think I yeah, and I think I called on Bob. Bob, did I miss you? Uh, yeah, you didn't call me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Bob, where where are you from, real quick, Bob? And and what do you do about rust? I split my time between South Dakota and Colorado, and uh, on the Wrangler, what I do with it is if I find it, I'm under it working on it along the frame or anything, get it with a wire brush, clean it up a little bit, and then I use rust reformer, rust oleum rust reformer. I got like seven cans of it, different colors, in a milk crate under the bench. I just grab one out, shake it up, and coat it with it, just to put a stop to it. Does seven. it hold up? Does it does it work pretty good, or is it one of those things where, well, you know, it's uh, kind of iffy. I always have to go over it twice, that sort of thing. And How, how do you like the product? I like it. I use it for everything. If I'm working on a project, I need to coat it. I just hit it with that. Seven colors, Josh, all red. <laughs> <laughs> Different shades. Mostly yeah. black under the frame of the Jeep. Oh, you know, you run the guy. That's the way. To, he just that's the it. way to go. <laughs> I uh, also have the uh, car wash pass that I run all the vehicles through, and then on the TJ, whenever I got it out in the driveway washing it. I just take the garden hose, stick in those top frame holes, mm-hmm. and flood it so the water coming out is clean. There you go. That's a good way to do it. We basically yeah, do the same thing to your ear holes with this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, a little, uh, little uh, frame rail douching going on to eliminate that uh, famous TJ rust, a uh, frame rust. Yeah, no, good, good plan. Good plan. Well, compressed air in there, too. It'd be, uh, it'd be good, to get, good to go. You know, there's one thing I always wish that I could do is uh, do like a full electrolysis treatment on the Jeep. Just drop it into a giant vat of, uh, of water, you know, with some sodium chloride uh, uh, or some baking soda in there. And, and, oh, like, uh, they, like they do on the rebuilds where they, they drop the whole right. body in. Yes. Right. And, and then, you know, 24 hours later, all the rust is floating on top of the water. Oh, and, it's and nasty, nasty looking stuff. It's just, it's just clean black metal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love that. Love that. Uh, and so it's uh, a six inch thick uh, uh, Bondo. Yes, <laughs> fall it off. <laughs> <laughs> now, for smaller parts, I do like the electrolysis. Uh, there, there is a, a, a bunch of great DIY tutorials online. Uh, use a five-gallon bucket, um, you know, an old tin can, or you know, a couple old steel bolts or something for for an anode or something like that, and a car and a battery charger. And literally, that's that's all you need. Maybe a couple coat hangers or some spare wire around or something like that uh, to help you know, kind of hang and position things and all that. Uh, in 24 hours, you have uh, something completely rust-free that was otherwise completely coated in rust. Uh, and you haven't stripped any metal off of it uh, by hitting it with a wire brush or a grinding wheel or anything like that. Uh, now, there may be some surface treatment that you need to do to uh, if you're going for some you know, paint aesthetic or something like that. But for things like brackets or bolts, nuts, you know, stuff, small parts that you can fit into a five-gallon bucket, uh, that's the way to go. Now, you can't do that with rocker panels or fenders, obviously, not unless you've uh, got a you know, big workspace uh, to deal with and, and, and all that room and, and all that sort of stuff and, and get real creative. But, uh, but nonetheless, if you're dealing with small parts, check out the electrolysis option. You might be, uh, be surprised about what you can do. Well, big thanks out there to Bad Cigar. You, you know, <laughs> bastard. Uh, Chris, of course, <laughs> Dustin, Larry, Steve-O, Garrett, Greg, uh, Christopher, Bob, uh, Isaac, and, of course, Mike Zen. 
And I'd like to thank my co-host, Tony, as well, for chiming in on this Campfire Side Chat. If you want to join us around the very next Campfire Side Chat, you can do it. There's no pay-to-play. There's no special VIP access. None of that sort of stuff. If this is your very first uh, time to the Jeep Talk Show, you can uh, actually join in on the next Campfire Side Chat. And we encourage you to do that. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, and you're going to meet some great people as well. And, of course, you get to be a part of the Jeep Talk Show as we record an episode. Uh, so if you want to get in on the fun, well, it's very easy. Sign up for our newsletter. It's the best way to go. Uh, it's all chock full of tons of stuff about the show, what's coming up, what's just happened, some inside information about giveaways, interviews, all that good stuff. And, of course, the links of how to join in on the Zoom room and become a part of the show. Uh, another way to do it is just follow us on Facebook, and you can receive notif- those notifications uh, any number of ways. Uh, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact. That's your one-stop shop for all the information how to reach out and connect with all of us here on the show. And don't worry, we don't sell your information or anything like that. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. So, Josh, I will predict that as uh, the new settlers are traveling the great distance between Earth and Mars, yeah. there'll be at least one person listening to these Jeep Talk Show podcasts, the I episodes, have. and you will be going along with the people going to Mars. Now, I can't promise this, but I can certainly lie about it to entice you to listen to the show. You know, it's it's funny when they were, um, I, I can't remember if it was NASA or if it was SpaceX who was, you know, putting out this PR thing about, you know, buy your tickets to Mars. And, you you know, you put in your information and you get to print out a, like a passenger pass, like an, like an airline, you know, yep. a, a, a spaceport ticket. Uh, you know, and, and anyways, I... I got one for Jeep Talk Show. Oh, good. Was it for me personally? I mean, were you trying to no, get no, rid of me? Is that a bad thing? The Jeep Talk oh, Show. No, okay, I didn't. Good. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I, so, uh, not only am I up there. So, I, and I think that all of these names were going to be engraved on a plate, microscopically, of course. And that plate was going to be on one of the landers or something like that on the first mission or, or something like that. So, technically, oh, the Jeep wow. Talk Show will be on Mars. In some fashion, Where it even if our audio isn't there. <laughs> and I'll just mention this again. If you know Elon Musk, and he would like to put a Jeep talk show sticker on one of the starships, preferably the first one they launch, uh, I would uh, be more than happy to send him a, a vector graphic so he can put that on there. Uh, the, the, the sticker would be far too expensive, so I'd need for him to buy the sticker as well. So if you want to help a, a podcast out, uh, Elon, we'd really appreciate it. Well, that's it for the show for this week, fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to send in your suggestions for topics to cover or guests to interview before somebody else beats you to it. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Podcasting since 2010.